Well, we reached at the capstone of the college basketball season this evening. Later this evening, kind of a late game, but uh, we'll we'll deal with that. All right, I am going to do. I'm going to spend 12 to 15 seconds on hockey, and then we'll get right into the most important event of the day, which is, of course, the game. So in hockey, I'm going to go with the St. Louis Blues on the puck line, minus one and a half. Going to pay a little juice there, minus 142, where they're a solid play there. And then we'll do a same-game parlay on that same game uh, with St. Louis to win in the full-game money line. So just win the thing even in overtime. Doesn't have to win by margin. And over five and a half. Now, Arizona has had a little trouble putting points on the board, but they should get at least two in this game, which will send it over the five and a half. Okay, so St. Louis puck line and St. Louis with over five and a half, same game parlay. Bank, it looks pretty solid. Let's get on to the important game. All right, so a little history here. We've got an eighth seed. This is not news, right? This is not a news station. Eighth seed versus a two seed. Now, I want to say the power rankings I, I look at, meaning mine, what I believe is that uh, – North Carolina is criminally underseeded there. It's easy for me to say that now, right after they're in the championship game. But I don't know how you say it. Duke is number two seed and North Carolina is number eight seed. That doesn't that didn't hold any water with me. I think that realistically, North Carolina could have been a four seed, but probably five seed is probably more fair. And Duke, I did mention never uh, several times now that Kansas probably was my weakest was my weakest number one seed in my book. And here they are in the championship game. And uh, spoiler alert, I think they'll win, but there's, it's not that easy to say. <clears throat> I think they could have been a high number two seed, but after winning the Big 12 tournament, it's fair. They, I would have put them at number one, two after winning that tournament. Uh, and if it comes so if it comes right down to it, so cutting, cutting to the chase, I think we're talking about a, let's call it a number five overall. Uh, you know, a, a number four would be the lowest one seed and the highest five seed would be number five. Let's call them a, the fifth best team power rankings wise North Carolina if you're the best number four seed you're a 13 the worst you're a 16 the best number five seed a, a fifth, uh, 17 so let's just say they're 17th okay I think that's and that's fair actually so I think we're talking about the fifth best team in the country versus the 17th best team in the country on neutral territory again I would lean Kansas Kansas does have better talent in this game. I said that before. They're a deeper team than North Carolina. North Carolina had to play their studs quite a bit. Even Baycott, who had a bum ankle, I believe, played 36 minutes. So they're going to be stressed, emotionally drained a little bit from their arch rival, Duke. That being said, it helped them. There's no fear. You already know Duke if you're North Carolina. You weren't playing... Arizona or Gonzaga or something where you don't really know them. You, you know Duke. You know them better than any other team you could possibly play. It's your conference foe. It's your arch rival, in-state rivals. So there was no fear there, which helped North Carolina play that game as if they were equals, which they not only were, they were better in that one game. Okay, so now the tournament results – I mean, actually, let me get into the second for their for each team's tournament results. Overall tournament results, there's not a lot of blowouts. In the last 20 years, there's only been three games that have been decided by more than 12 points. I'm going to get to that number in a second as why that's relevant. But as a rule, you could say there's not a lot of blowouts. However, two out of the last three played tournaments, because there was one canceled in 20 with COVID, were two of those three were in the last three tournaments. 
You had Villanova beating Michigan by 17. Last year, you had Baylor packing, eating the lunch of Gonzaga, 86-70. The other one was an overtime game, although it was an eight-point eight final margin. Virginia won by eight over Texas Tech and actually scored 85 points. The Tony Bennett-Virginia team scoring 85 points doesn't seem like it's in the same universe that we're in today. Um, so, closer game, most likely. Uh, Seeding-wise, it's interesting. Trivia, again, the lowest seed to ever win the tournament since the modern era of 1985 was the 1985 Villanova team uh, as an eighth seed. The next lowest seed was the 2014 Connecticut seed uh, team as number seven seed. So if you want to say again that um, lower seeds can't, shouldn't be winning this, that there's, there's no chance for an eighth seed to beat a one seed. Well, there is, but uh, not statistically relevant, but on the other hand, twenty a sample size of 20 games is not statistically relevant at all either. And I just finished saying that I don't think North Carolina is a eighth seed. They're probably a five seed. So let's throw all that out and just get into stuff that actually more matters what you're hearing about. All right. Now, none of these picks are huge plays. They're all going to be cobbled together. I have a lot of plays, but they're all cobbled together to something that's a reasonable number because we don't dump an entire bankroll on one game. Even if you're hedging things, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Okay, so the games, that the bets I like the best are under for the first half and under for the game. That uh, doesn't mean they're automatic winners. <laughs> I mean, you, you, nobody wins 70% of their bets. Nobody win, really wins 60% of their bets long-term. Short-term, Absolutely. All right. I like North Carolina, actually, numbers-wise, to win the first half, 33-32. I think it's a 65-point half. So that's a huge margin on a 70-point total, 72-point total, which is why it's the lead bet of the day. That being said, I don't think the numbers are right there as far as the winner. I think Kansas City does – Kansas. I think Kansas – it's already NFL season, right? Kansas City wins – Kansas wins the uh, first half by a tight game, I believe. I think that it's going to be uh, North Carolina a little tight to start out the game, I think. I know that's a little bit of guesswork, but just I think that Kansas is a more experienced team here. I think that uh, that North Carolina will be a little more jittery because it's not a team that they know very well. Uh, Kansas has... They have a lottery pick on this team. They have a late first-round pick, likely, and a potential second round. I don't, I don't know why you would leave early to go into the second round of the draft unless you don't have the grades to stay in school. Meanwhile, uh, North Carolina does not have it. They, they have probably a second-round pick in there. It's funny enough to say, but uh, we'll see. Some of them are playing pretty darn well right now. And pro talent doesn't always win college tournaments, although I think in the case of Kansas, I believe they're a team. Listening to Bill Self talk about his team, and he has no reason to. It's not a psychological game. He says these guys really like each other. These guys are brothers. And that's that's Those are two-cent words. Those aren't much as a general rule. That's a lot of things that are said, but he went on to say that that's actually the case. So you have to go with Kansas in that regard. Now, Hubie is of North Carolina. He's talking about 
his strategy to some degree. It wasn't. A, I don't believe it was a psychological play. I don't think he gets into that. I think he was just because it's mostly not a secret. I think you can watch film and see what he likes to do. He likes to play an inside-outside game, so he's going to pump a down low to Baycott, a guy who's a double double machine. You know, twenty rebounds the last two games each. So, that being said, that generally leads to a lower scoring game, generally. Now, Kansas does play an upper pace game because their talent is on the guards, without a doubt. Their guards are the, are the guys, or their outside shooting, I should say, really, is, the, is their key. Okay, that being said, they shot well over what they should have shot against Villanova, so they're due for a regression here. That's the biggest risk I see in this game. As I mentioned, I favor Kansas, is the fact that they need to come down to earth against North Carolina. The corollary to that would be that Villanova plays a heck of a lot better defense than North Carolina does. So you could have a worse shooting day uh, technically, but still have a lot better results. Well, not better than they did against Villanova, but better than you would expect because the other team does not play the kind of defense that your most recent opponent does. So now you're going to feel it better. You're going to feel that shot better when you're not being covered like a blanket as much. And that's certainly the case. Villanova is a better team defensively for sure, but also they had to play defensively when they were down one of their main guys, actually the number one guy in minutes and second in scoring. So lower scoring game would be the idea here, and that's all tied into my, my betting analysis. Okay, now let me look at what I'm talking about with my points here. I've got a larger band of points on North Carolina. It's, it's more unpredictable for me in this scenario in this game to pick North Carolina. I think they have a low of 68 points and a ceiling of 80 points. Your middle of that would be 74. However, I don't think that's correct. Most of the skewing is going to be to the lower side. As a matter of fact, upper 60s, low 70s is what I'm looking at there. And the average being 71.5 because of the 80 points in there. Without that, without that, you're looking at... Uh, right around 70, okay? Kansas, in their hands, a tighter band of points. I look them at a low of 74 and a high of 78. That's a pretty predictable range there, so you can throw it in at 76, and that would be the average there. I'm looking at 76.16 to 71.5, which tells me under. And uh, while I generally look for a five-point margin underneath the, the posted line, this four is really solid given the sharpness of the line. This is not a, this is not a loosely handicapped, loosely set line by the, by the books. This is a tight line. The market's making it tight. They made it tight. So a four-point margin, I feel, is a pretty strong bet on there, which leads to what I said. The, the totals were my higher bets. Now, here's other plays you can do. You should not play, probably should not play, in my opinion, Kansas on the money line at the standard pricing of minus 190 to minus 215 as a range currently. However, there's a lot of odds boosting going on by the uh, books. If you can find one, go ahead and use that on the Kansas money line to get that juice way down, depending on what odds boost you're getting, and you can play that. Not a large bet, but you can play that. The smallest bet I have in the day is Kansas minus 4 because I do think they cover that. 
But I do think it's a tight game. Therefore, why would I really want to risk a lot on that? But that would be, so old school betting, I'm going to take Kansas on the spread, minus four. I'm going to take under on the game. Now, getting to some of the more exotics, I like Kansas first half victory, meaning just win the game. So money line first half and money line game. I think, I think that's a better way to play the money line rather than paying minus 200 on Kansas. This is minus 102 for Kansas to win the first half in the game. Obviously, and we don't, this is not a secret, <laughs> you have risk. Kansas could win the game but lose the first half and vice versa, of course. But if you're, if you're starting from the premise that you want to try to bet on Kansas for the game, you're obviously you're reducing your risk in half by getting the line from minus 200 down to even money, but then you're doubling your risk by having to win the first half in theory. But if you like Kansas, you should like him first half, and you should like him game. So you don't have double the risk, and you're getting half the juice. So that's a very logical way to play Kansas. Another logical way to play Kansas is the margin of victory. Most books will have this somewhere in their exotics. You have to hunt around for it. But Kansas to win by 1 to 10 points is plus 172. That's got great value. Certainly there's risk. Every bet has risk. That's why you're actually getting underdog money on this. The risk is that North Carolina actually wins the game. And I think they have a 40 to 45% chance of winning the game. The other risk, you get on both ends, is if Kansas totally dominates and wins by 11 or more, then you lose as well. However, the highest window would be Kansas to win, but not by more than 10. So you can, you can get to 10 and still win this bet. So that's a play. But we're also going to hedge ourselves here a little bit with some same-game parlays. Now, as I mentioned, I'm not a big fan of same-game parlays in basketball, and that's a logical reason for that. I love them in hockey, and you saw me play one at the beginning of this podcast, but that's a tight game. Hockey games aren't 78 to 72. <laughs> Hockey games are predominantly 3 to 2, 4 to 2, 4 to 3 type games. So getting a teased number on that is extremely valuable. Teasing a number in basketball when you're up there that high is much less value. So again, if you can find a boost on these, that is making it much more valuable. But they're still valuable without a boost. So what I want you to do, I want you to look at and consider, that's, that's better wording for it, please consider these type bets. You do what you feel you need to do. And some people you know, may want to follow me exactly, and some people may want to say he's full of doo-doo, so I'm going to go opposite of him, and more power to you. Whatever you decide to do, that's your business. But I, I would suggest that there's good value in whether you like North Carolina outright or whether you want to hedge against Kansas and still give value in Kansas, is to take North Carolina plus double-digit points, and I would recommend 12 because I don't think we get past 12. And uh, so Kansas, excuse me, North Carolina plus 12 and a half, and then tease that or more, and then depending upon your boosting if you have any, and then uh, tease that with two different ways. We're going to get two bets here. That number of North Carolina plus the points, higher points. And then over and under for two different bets. So in P tease at about 10 points. you got a line at 152, jump it up 10 and take under 162. And then the other bet, move it down 10 and take over 142. I believe very strongly 
my analysis fundamentally and technically of the game, again, <laughs> the caveat is it doesn't mean it's going to be right. I wish I was right 100% of the time. I believe very strongly that the game will not be under 142 points total. I believe very strongly it will not be over 162 points total. I believe the band of points, 10 points either side of 152, is a good number. And if you just look at statistical analysis of any number, if, if we believe that fair value is 152, the books do, the books believe that's fair value, then doing a 10-point window around either side has statistical relevance to doing that. Now, the other side of the coin is, it's a hedge because I'm obviously favoring Kansas in this game. But now I'm going to take North Carolina, but I'm also taking more points on that. That's giving me a, a positive hedge. Hey, if North Carolina wins outright, that still wins for you. Plus 12 now, that, that just, just means you didn't need that. So another way to look at this is if you don't agree with me at all on Kansas, then hey, more power to you. Take North Carolina plus less points and move that number around quite a bit more. That, that being said, I don't know that you're going to get more than 10 points on either side of this number. I don't think that's going to be available for you. So uh, take the maximum number you can get then and then do whatever you can on North Carolina to uh, get your juice to a Maybe you get a positive number. If you think that Carol, if you're positive Carolina is winning this game, then give yourself a security blanket of, say, six points. If you're positive North Carolina is winning, now you're going to give yourself the opportunity to lose by five and still win and six and push. And then, you know, take the highest and lowest number you can in those same game parlors, and you're going to have plus money. And then you'll pat yourself on the back that you just, you know, you're smarter than me and you uh, clean house. But again, so the, the uh, nutshell of all this rambling on the game, I hope it wasn't perceived as too much rambling, is I like Kansas, but I do not think they will win by more than 12 points. They might win by 12. I think it'll be less than 10. And actually, um, again, then I, I'm taking Kansas minus the four points, but that's my smallest bet of the day, and I'm cobbling up those other bets. And again, let me... Let me backtrack again to the, the recap of the recap. More than 142 points, less than 162 points. Kansas will not win by more than 12 and most likely not win by more than 10. And all of my bets reflect that. Taking unders 152 for the game, under 72 for the half. Taking the double result, Kansas first half, Kansas game. Taking a very small bet on Kansas money line taking uh, Kansas victory margin 1 to 10 points and taking the same game parlays with North Carolina juiced up to 12 or more points and over for one bet, over 142-ish, and juiced up to North Carolina up, you know, plus 12 or so and under 162-ish. Those are the bets. I do wish you the best of luck. This will be the last college game. And we've got baseball right around the corner, and then hockey's hot and heavy, and, and obviously NBA is still going strong. Good luck.